The girls of Holy Grace have a reputation to uphold. everybody welcome back welcome back listeners we made it out of the halloween yeah horror festival sylvester's good to good to have back (laughs) i miss him it's a nice little palate cleanser yeah we love you sylvester we miss you well everybody out there listening in podcast world my name is pete and i'm scott and and these are are the movies movies that that made us gay gay. welcome back welcome back happy november happy november Happy November. We've got a really good movie for you. Oh my god, this movie turned me into a homosexual. Well, first I want to introduce the guest. Yes, for sure. We have so much to unpack with this movie. Welcome to the show, Jacob Randall. Hi, thank you. Welcome to the show. (laughs) Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be with you guys. I love this movie that we're going to talk about. Awesome. Yeah, so you, the first movie that you mentioned when I messaged you, because your boyfriend, Matt, had been on Yentl, and we right. had discussed, and he had mentioned that you have to get my boyfriend Jacob on this podcast. And when I messaged you, you immediately said you immediately said yes, and you said I want to watch Girls Just Want to Have Fun from 1985. <laughs> oh, there was no doubt. I I mean I've been just itching to talk about this movie. I feel like for so many years in this context, yeah. it's super <laughs> it's super under Good. the radar too. It's very underrated. It, People really. usually have never heard of it. Yeah, so. yeah. My my best friend Paris, she loves '80s films. We, you know, that's our friendship is built on watching movies from the '80s. And she had never heard of it. She'd never wow. seen it. So actually, just in the last year, we watched it together, and she loved it. Oh, good. I'm glad. <laughs> yeah, I mean, girls just want to have fun. A movie that. I'm surprised that we didn't have this shortlisted for our podcast when we started. Yeah, I don't think we did. I don't think it was on that big, and that when big you, board. And when you made. mentioned Girls Just Want to Have Fun, I'm just like, oh, yeah. Well, obviously, well, we have uh, to do that. Yeah. I mean, so, yeah, perfect. Yeah, the critics wrote it off. In your mind, you write it off. But it's still there. <laughs> it's still so good. I'm glad that your friend liked it because every now and then there's that movie from your childhood that you talk up and you have that one friend who never saw it. And they watch it and they're like, I don't get it. Yeah, and it really is from my, for me, from my childhood. Yeah. And I 
didn't see it until the year 2000. Wow. Not to to date myself there, but but I mean, it's funny because I, I was just thinking right before you started recording, I was thinking about how the... The name of the movie, obviously, girls just want to have fun. It's it was capitalizing on the song yeah. by Cindy Lauper, and and I did read a little background on that. Too. And I want, yeah, well, I I want to hear about it because I, sure. I read a little bit, but you, you can probably for, have you more. Can... Um, well, I was just going to say that the movie was trying to get people to watch. You know, it was trying to get audiences yes. to watch it because yeah. of the song. The pop song. And yeah. I was thinking, like, wow, it came out in '85, and I watched it in the year 2000, <laughs> and it still worked on me. Like, oh yeah, I loved the song, <laughs> and then I was like, oh my god, I have to listen, watch that movie. Yeah, so. I do have to say, the movie is titled "Girls Just Want to Want Have, to have Fun,", fun. Right. not "Wanna." And so I think is the song "Wanna." I think there's a reason for that. Okay, because so, the song's "Wanna." Right? I was W-A-N-A. reading on Wiki that in 1984, New World Productions, which Ugh. New World, they did like Heather's, Elvira, Mistress of the Dark. They did a lot of big movies of the 80s, and they announced that they were going to make a movie of Cyndi Lauper's. Pop song, Girls Just Want to Have Fun. <laughs> and New World bought the rights to the song in title from songwriter Robert uh, Hazard. Well, it's a cover. Publishing company. It's right. a cover. Yeah. Cindy Lauper did not write or originate this song. Which did not dawn on me at mm-hmm. the time when I, I was a kid. Yeah. But as I got older, I was like, but obviously, she. this is not Cindy Lauper. It's a yeah. bunch of cheerleaders or something. So, yeah, just, <laughs> I don't think it's like really. part of like common knowledge, though, that it's that it's a cover. I think it's yeah. one of those songs that you, that people are just like... I was today years old and I realized it's that like, it was not a Cindy it, original. It's like when right. I first heard Venus was a by cover Bananarama, yeah. by Bananarama. Yeah. Right. That blew my mind. So I guess word, word got back to Cindy Lauper because they did have to go through her for the song. Sure. And she did not want anything to do with the movie. Aww. And she refused to let them use her version of sure. the song. So that's why you get that weird... That kids bop version? Kids bop version. Right. Okay. And they even added different lyrics to it. I guess that when you hear a full cut of the song, oh, okay. they change certain elements of it. Yeah, that whole right. the, the whole the G I R L S yeah. that does not appear and in Cindy Lauper's <laughs> Probably version. and maybe just New World wanted to cover their ass so they put girls just want to have fun instead of sure. girls just want to have yeah. fun. I'm sure that's a, some kind of a publishing for thing. legal rights. Yeah. But yeah, thing. yeah. Cindy Lauper didn't want anything to do with this movie. But I mean that which is, you know, unfortunate because it first of all, it's a killer song by Cindy Lauper yeah. and yeah, I great. think the movie goes along great with it. I agree. So, I tend to agree. Yeah. yeah. I don't know why she didn't want to do it, but <laughs> she was still new back then. True. So, I mean, she was fresh on the scene, so I think that having her Isn't it off? She's she's so unusual. She's so unusual. She's yeah. so unusual. Yeah. That's a and, great album. Oh my god! Mm-hmm. It's such a great album. All her stuff in there. Oh yeah, is so good. Get out of here. Yeah, right. Is so. she the? Is she the? Um, is she the Katy Perry to Lady Gaga's Madonna? Possibly. Um, yeah, yeah. That's a that's a pretty that's a pretty like that's a pretty accurate statement. There was like a there was like something on VH1 behind the music or mm-hmm. something many years ago that was like either you were a Madonna or you were a Cyndi Lauper. And I was probably a Cindy Lauper because <laughs> I was. So Do you remember unusual. Cindy Lauper's reality show a few years ago? No, I think it was on like I forgot about it until you just said that. Yeah, and I love that Cindy Lauper is married to this total, just straight edge guy. Is he like a square? <laughs> yeah, but just not like a punk rock. Yeah dude that you would expect Cindy Lauper would be dating, but just yeah, like a square dude, just an average guy. I mean, yeah, she's still pretty cool. Like. 
I mean, besides besides the commercials that she's doing for like eczema cream or whatever, I mean, she's still pretty <laughs> punk rock. Hey, like. if mm-hmm. Jamie Lee Curtis can do Activia, it's true. Then you're, <laughs> you're, you're absolutely right. Eczema. You're absolutely right. So I was trying to think today when I first saw this movie, and <clears throat> I cannot remember the exact moment that I saw it. Sure, but I would have had to have rented it. When I worked at the video store in high school. Okay. Because I was probably just looking at the box and just being like, Sarah Jessica Parker, Helen Hunt. Yeah. What is this weird movie? <laughs> and I think I must have rented it when I was in high school. Yeah, that makes me think about when I've, I I had the same experience. I would go to the movie store yeah. and I would see it, the box, over and over and over again. And I'm like probably, uh, I was probably 10, 11 at the time. Yeah. And I grew up in very conservative Arkansas. So okay. it was, you know, before anyone was gay in the whole world. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh but but yeah, I would go to the video store probably every weekend for a period of time there cuz that's what, you know, what I yeah. did growing up and I wanted to rent it so badly <laughs> and I just had a sense that like renting it was wrong for right. me as a like a little cuz it's like boy. a girl movie. It's a girl yeah. movie and I just like had this fear this whole time. Right. But I finally got my chance to covertly uh, <laughs> take advantage of watching it because my aunt actually, at the time, she owned the movie. Oh, I love it. And she used to have this oh. huge collection of VHS tapes, and she would let me borrow one occasionally. So one day I was borrowing one of the movies. I was probably borrowing, borrowing like a horror movie or something, mm-hmm. and I took the VHS out of the box of the scary movie and switched it. did a little switcheroo. With girls just want to have fun, and I thought, no one will ever know. <laughs> and, you know, uh, so I, it was probably one of the boldest things I did yeah. as a kid because I never did anything wrong. I never got in trouble, but I so badly, badly wanted to see the film, and I was drawn <laughs> to the cover, so I took it home with me and watched it. Yeah. Like it was a dirty movie. Yeah, exactly like that. <laughs> and I kept it for weeks, and I even think I stayed home from school one day and watched oh, it. Oh, my goodness. It had a profound effect on I me. I love that. So That's amazing. Yeah. Okay, let me ask you this the cover now like when you go to itunes or whatever to like rent it we watched it on hulu it's <clears throat> it's uh Sarah Jessica parker and helen hunt like <laughs> sitting like on the floor like with their with shannon doherty and shannon mm-hmm. doherty was it that was that the cover that you remember it, no it i don't was think it was not. yeah it was a different cover and what, the, what the, because the cover look like on imdb yeah. every time i see the cover now with shannon doherty on it i, I think no this is wrong because yeah. even though she is in the movie and she is an a very important part of the movie. The cover presents it like the first it Wives that? Club, like they're three. right, correct. It Is looks it this crazy eighties yeah, looking one. So Scott, the oh my god, the picture that you're showing me on your phone looks much more like it, yeah, uh, than 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 the current yeah. one. That looks like the one I remember when I was. This a kid. looks like it's the original poster so, too, because Shannon Doherty does not really have an equal role right. with correct the other two. She's girls given in that one movie. cute montage with them, and that's it. Y- yeah, I mean, and she has some little moments here and there. Mm-hmm. But I'm glad they put her on the front because yeah. she is part of the movie, and at the very end, she's in that final shot. And it's Shannon yeah. Doherty too, and it's her. And you mentioned New World, New World earlier, than, like mm-hmm. as the I guess production company. Yeah, and they did Heather's. Yeah, yes, uh, and she was in she Heather's. Later, Heather's, yeah. Heather's was New World's last movie that they distributed oh, before wow. they went bankrupt. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> it's all connected. <laughs> it, it's all Six degrees of Shannon. And Doherty. I, yeah. I always thought the the New World logo looked like the Pepsi logo. It oh, did. Yeah. Looks like, or and mm-hmm. also AT and T. At yeah. the time, the 80s AT&T logo. <laughs> I don't remember the poster because we had this taped off of cable somehow. Mm-hmm. So I had it on a, on a VHS that we recorded, probably with another movie on it. I don't remember what the other movie was, but I do remember 
it just being a, a home recording. Um, and that's how I watched it over and over again. I wanted to be Helen Hunt. I am She's so much cool. more identified with Lynn. Oh, yeah. Lynn Stone. Lynn Stone, you want to be her because she's so bold. Oh my well, god! Well, she's so cool that in cool. fact it says and Helen Hunt as, as Lynn, Lynn Stone. Stone. Right? Uh, she's <laughs> like that's a name that when you go into the movie you should recognize. Right? She's playing Lynn Stone. Oh, because you know Lynn Stone is such a you know important yeah. character that you're going to remember as an audience. Yeah, member. totally. And what's I, so? And if what, you asked me what was Helen Hunt's character's name in this movie, I would not have been able to tell you Lynn Stone three hours ago. Yeah, just you just remember it. she's the girl with like the grasshopper yep. hat. And what's so cool <laughs> about hat. that is Dinosaur you can Perez. tell that this director gave Helen Hunt a lot of free reign with this character. You can tell that's Did he? I know. I think it's choices from her. Okay. I, I think that I actually read that somewhere too. That she kind of like she, some. I think I read it. It might have been on Wikipedia. She she said something about how she, during the filming of the f- movie she. Purchased all these magazines, like European oh, fashion wow. magazines yeah. or something, yeah. and then like tried to do the opposite of what she saw in the magazines. <laughs> so, oh wow! So she did get to get that, wacky with it. That outfit where she goes to pick up Sarah Jessica Parker from the dance studio, and she's wearing like a jumpsuit with the coonskin hat. <laughs> did you notice the belt? A bullet, like yeah. bullet belt. I was just. Like, I don't think you oh could walk God. into high school wearing that this anymore. This outfit no. is everything. They, I loved it. Right. They really make you feel like Chicago is this bold, hip, yeah, happening place with the fashion there. It's got like a little punk neighborhood, right? That yeah. they like go to. Like, how like, much of this is really Chicago? Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's all clearly shot in L.A. Yeah. They go to America's High School, John Marshall. John Marshall. I, I was going to say, is that is that John Marshall? Yeah, I, I, I was like, no John way, Marshall. that can't be. But I'm so glad you said John that. Marshall. That whenever you needed a all American school. What is in a uh, movie? What is the town from A Nightmare on Elm Street called? Sure, uh, Springwood. Springwood. Well, but it's, it's Springwood High School, yeah. right? Yeah. Well, which is funny because it's not really that. Um, no, actually, no. Uh, I was going to say it's they don't even call the town Springwood in that movie until in like the, part two. Yeah, yeah. but but that high school is Marshall High School. Yeah, or John. Marshall it's also in, in, in. It's also in Buffy the Vampire Slayer with Christy yes. Swanson. The movie. Yeah. The movie. Mm-hmm. Oh, so many connections. Uh, they. That football field is from the ending of Greece too. Is that true? Yep. Yeah. Just wow. the just the carnival in Greece. No other scenes. I think that they did interiors in John Marshall too, because you can notice the nightmare halls. And uh, and there. girls just want to have fun. You see, I guess the opening shots are Chicago establishing yes, shots. Yeah. But other than that, I was wondering if it was Los Angeles. I, every every one of these movies I see, especially from the 80s, I'm always mm-hmm. looking for like a stray palm tree right. to tell me <laughs> where we are. Yeah, totally. The um, At the very end when they're like fighting traffic to get to the TV studio. Right. Clearly downtown. They're driving at night. And I was like, well, that's Broadway. That's right. downtown Los Angeles. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, LA for Chicago for sure. Um we were wondering what why Okay. It's <laughs> part Wait of a larger me. question. <laughs> we were wondering why why should why did they choose Chicago just to make it more wi- Midwest because that just is a little bit more palatable because people can't relate to Los Angeles. In movies it's either Los Angeles, New York, 
or Chicago. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, maybe. I mean, maybe kind of lands right in the middle. Maybe you're right. It just because it lands right in the middle, and maybe just because also so many films, even by that time, were set in L.A. and New York. Yes. Yeah. And you would see many in the '80s. It's a big, huge thing. A uh, John Hughes thing to be set in Chicago. Well, too. yeah, that was like a personal choice because that was his like. It's like Kevin Smith mm-hmm. setting everything in New Jersey. But I kind of thought, and hear me out, <laughs> uh, and this is part of my bigger question of what is dance TV? <laughs> what, is, what is DTV, first of all? I mean, did stuff like this <laughs> exist on the East Coast in the 80s? Okay. So I think it all goes back to American Bandstand. Sure. With, Obviously. With yeah. Dick Clark. And American Bandstand was just... Uh, a, a syndicated show. It started off as a local show in 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 the East Coast. I could be wrong. Sorry, America. But there was Dick Clark was a host, and it would just be teenagers dancing to the pop hits of the day. Right. Um. Then it kind of evolved. Uh, there was like Dance Party USA, which was on the USA Network, which was kind of the same thing. They would just be teenagers dancing. There's Soul Train. Everybody knows what Soul Train is. It's the same thing, but it's just more R&B uh, vibes. But in the 60s, and if you watch Hairspray, in yeah. the 60s, there were local shows like American Bandstand where there were local kids that would come on and they would have like fake couples and you would watch the kid the kids in the city that it was in would watch and they would you know be fans of of the of the stars of the show very like Mickey Mouse Club you know and i think this is kind of a remnant of that i don't know in the 80s that there were any left i mean who knows we weren't really of the right age to know if that was going on or not but yeah, but I mean, it's it's obviously the film is capitalizing on yeah. something like that from the time because Solid Gold was on at the time. I was just about to say, yeah. That. Do you Solid think Gold it's dancers. the Do you think it's the old the old men producers of the movie? Yeah. that were just reminiscing about their childhood and watching. They were just like, yeah, yeah, the Corny Collins show, you yeah. know, just like get, just do that, but like with new wave music because the. Thing I mean, is, I would watch the shit out of the show if it was on when I was a kid. When. Yeah, I would have watched the hell out of DTV if that was oh a real God. show. It's, I it, even even when I watch the film now and they're you know the 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 show within the movie. Yeah, it's so exciting. It's the, like I could the totally costumes, be down with this. like that routine that they do the, with like the football like oh, uniforms. Yes. Oh my God! And the music, it's just it's just so fantastic. Yeah, um, we were talking about the music that. Uh, Probably because this movie wasn't wasn't funded by a major studio that uh, didn't have like a record label with them that they could get deals of, on songs because none of the music is like real popular music. <laughs> what, but but still, even still, I will say though, I living in Los Angeles for five years now. In my first few years here, I would go to a lot of the gay bars more often, uh-huh. and in West Hollywood and in the Valley. I have heard some of the songs from the soundtrack. Could you imagine? Bars. Yeah, like that would bring down the house if you played this the fake Pointer Sister song oh in a God. bar. Yeah, it, it all came full circle for me. I was like, this movie did make me gay. See, <laughs> here I am <laughs> listening to Orbital Bebop. Yeah, you know, which is in in towards that's the, end the, of the one, movie. That's the one that I feel like is the biggest like yeah. real song. So it, it yeah. had an effect on other people, other people too. So that yeah. kind of signaled to me that it's not just me. Yeah, no, mm-hmm. I, yeah, I agree. Yeah, and again, this is we we talk about this a lot on on this show. It's like there are those those movies that we just used to watch all the time, and we didn't we thought we were just yeah. like the weirdos, right? That we just 
know the know the dialogue like the back of our hands, but it's a little bit more universal. Oh, I was going to say this is the type of movie that when I worked at the video store and I had to put on a movie in the background, I think that yeah. I put on this movie. <laughs> that when I was like checking out customers, that it was either Girls Just Want to Have Fun or like Billboard Dad. Oh, I love, I love <laughs> Which Billboard I Dad. think Billboard Dad is directed by... Uh, Alan Metter. When you say that, you're talking this about movie. the Mary Kate National yes. Wilson film. Before <laughs> Dad, I love it. Yeah, I can't I think believe. That, oh I, my god! I think Alan Metter directed a handful of Olsen twin movies. That is great. Wow! Wow! <laughs> because Billboard Dad was like one of the last great, great ones. It's one I of thought. my favorites of the Olsen twins. Oh. I think was that uh, theatrically released? No, no. Oh. I mean, it's what made them all that cash. It made them some money. Yeah, it's what made them all that <laughs> coin. Were were the directed. Were the directed VHS movies from the nineties? Yeah, it's true. Yeah, but I mean this this film though, it, like I was telling you earlier, I I had to covertly steal it from my yeah. aunt just to watch it. Um, and you know even even back then though, weeks after I'd taken the film and I'd mm-hmm. gotten to watch it several times and loved it as a kid, um, you know I was so scared that I was going to get in trouble for watching it. I was afraid to watch it. Yeah. And my parents were actually really cool when they they kind of I think put it together that sure. obviously he took this movie for a reason because yeah. he you know really wanted it. And he, so all that shame and blame that I was afraid was yeah. coming didn't happen at all. Yeah. So it's really nice to think about like my family totally. was cool. They were yeah. kind of cool with That's it. That's awesome. And I still love it. So. <laughs> I feel like I kind of watched it clandestinely as well but that's only because my older sister thought it was dumb. Really? <laughs> she was like, oh, You just didn't want to be made fun of. Yeah. And so I didn't want her to be sister. all like, why are you watching that stupid movie? Because <laughs> she was like, she's older than me and she's cooler and she was just like, oh, whatever. But I was like, oh, it's so cool. Like, like I didn't know Helen Hunt's name at the time. Why would I? But I was like, that girl, like with grasshopper hat. Like, right. <laughs> um, let me say this. Uh, upon rewatching it now for the countless number of times that I've seen it, I think one of my favorite director or one of my favorite characters is Ira, the director of dance TV. Yeah. He, from the dance competition. Yeah, and I really feel like I don't know if it's because I've seen the film so many times, but I feel like I have seen he plays the character yes. so well. He is that guy yes. on a set. He has sure. a very Alan Carr from Greece quality about him too. <laughs> Are you familiar with Alan Carr from Greece? I think I am a little bit. He would like he produced Greece. Um what else did he do? Oh, that why that village people movie can't stop the can't music. Can't stop the music. Oh yes, he would like throw parties and walk around in in caftans. <laughs> yeah, but okay, but I didn't. I don't remember. I I remember specifically Ira the director. I knew all of his lines. I was like, I was right there with him. But I'm watching it today, and I was like, was Ira always this queenie? Like <laughs> queenie and and really makes the atmosphere tense cuz yeah, like oh, that yeah. and the, he's the exact reason why I would never go to audition for dance TV because you have some director guy there who's really cutthroat yeah. and kind of like you yeah. know acting as though his whole career is hedging on is this, this this thing this local television and, production and just, that kind of energy just pushes me away oh, for so sure. I always thought they were so brave in the movie for he like He kind of has yeah, like a pill does. problem Right. You guys right. noticed that he well, was he kept opening a pill bottle. Like to me, I I took it as some kind of like an antacid or something. Like it should have been rollades, sure. but right. it was in like a childproof bottles. But I think that was just for like to give him some business. 
you know, like, oh, d- try and open the bottle. You can't open it. Right. Like, like it could struggle. It could have like been his job. idea. Yeah, yeah, exactly. This job is so stressful that it's giving him heartburn or something. Yes, yeah. Right. So, like, I feel like it should have been, like, Rolaids or, like, a bottle of Pepto or something. Right. But they were, like, all they had was just, like, somebody had, like, a bottle of, like, you know, yeah. some prescription. He, he, there's a bit of an anxiety that yes. is in the whole movie, whether yeah. it's about getting caught for doing something you're not supposed to be doing. Yeah, or yeah. the whole dance contest altogether is, makes him anxious. It's, like, it's kind of funny to think about that. Yeah. So I have a lot of questions about this dance contest. <laughs> are, are we going to just start from the very beginning? Well, we can, we can kind of gloss over things. Let me just say, I went to Catholic school. Oh. This is yes. the most Catholic school... Catholic school I've seen in a movie in a while. And I think it's too. the only one, the, probably the only film that I can think of where you actually see a nun doing a gymnastics Oh, routine. my gosh. Uh, maybe there are others. The but... Pommel Horse Nun. <laughs> that's the I weird, that, see, no, that's it. the weird part about this movie is that there's super wacky scenes like that, and then it turns after school special, and it's yeah. sort of juggling these two tones. Yeah. Like, when the nun yells at her for talking to boys as she's like... Doing a pommel horse routine. And she goes to blow her whistle, but she picks up, like, the crucifix. And it's she's a, about to blow. <laughs> it's just Jesus. so Zucker Brothers and Airplane. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Um, so, I, I'm sure there are, or even, especially in the 80s, there were probably m- many Catholic schools where the nuns were still in full habit. They were not in my <laughs> in my school. We only had nuns in elementary school up through eighth grade, and they didn't have the full habit. They got to wear, um, ve- they dressed very matronly. They would wear like long skirts, like a denim skirt, or like uh, they were just like. Imagine like Alice from the Brady Bunch, like on her day off. Oh, right. Like that's kind of how the nuns would dress. Yeah, sort but- of a version of her uniform, like a cardigan. Yeah, like the they would wear. They would never wear pants. They, it was like a modesty thing. They couldn't wear trousers, so they would wear skirts. But the skirts had to be to the to their you know ankles and just like a blouse, you know. And it was the eighties, so it would be like plaid or something, and have but, a frilly collar. But with the film, they really want you to get it yes. as an audience member. Yeah, so they- slapping <laughs> the table with the. With a ruler, right? It's, it really puts this like, and you see that in so many films. That as yeah. someone who did not go to Catholic school, I, I get this idea of what nuns are supposed to be like, like yeah. slapping tables in people's hands with rulers and things, and like yes. dressed to the nines and in the nunnery. Yes, and the, wait, that, a nunnery is a place. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, it's not even called that. That's like a colloquialism, <laughs> right? <laughs> or like Shakespearean or something. Yeah, no, I think it, I think what it's, am I get thee to a nunnery? A nu- prob- yeah, probably. It's yeah. actually a convent. Uh, <laughs> and so the the nuns in my school, like I said, they weren't in the full habit, but they, but they were. Sister Alice was very mean. We were very afraid of Sister Alice. She was like, she had that bullhorn, and she was not afraid to use it. She would not slap the table with a ruler. That was corporal punishment was out by the time she I had was zero in class. patience for your shit. But she had no patience for it. She didn't want you talking to boys. No, no. <laughs> Get away from him. He's a boy. He's a boy. <laughs> so she's, what is Sarah Jessica Parker's character's name? It's Janie. 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 Janie is new in town. She's an army brat. Is that a thing that if, you're, if your parents are in the army, you just move around a lot? 
Is that true? I mean, that's... I mean, I'm sure it's a thing. I'm trying to think if I knew any army brats it, it, growing up. It is a thing, just because I have a friend who was an army brat. And sure. He's lived kind of all over. So okay. so it is a thing, okay. but but we know by the time they get to Chicago in the film, he's retired. Sure. Yeah. So I guess they're settling on the big city for his retirement. I guess so. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. And place that they... seems to have it really out for Chicago, though. Yeah. Right. And it's not... Yeah, I was going to say, it's someplace that they never lived before, because like... he's like, oh, you can't run, run around downtown. Town, I haven't done any recon. Right. It's not like they're moving back to a small hometown. Yeah. Why did you choose this town that you don't want your family yeah. to go out and explore? And so Pete was convinced that they lived in an apartment complex. That's what it looks like. It looks like an apartment building. Right? I think it's supposed yeah. to be their house, and it's just. Really it's got big. like four stories. There, there's a there's windows above her window when she's. But then out. it's but, one of those Chicago mansions. But are oh. you allowed to set up your own security system? That's and what an he apartment was building, yeah. And also, like, and there's a guard dog. And are you allowed to cut down trees? Cut down trees. I said yeah. he is chopping down a tree. Hmm. This is an apartment. Maybe it's complex. like their condo. It has to be a condo because it can't be like a big mansion because it it's shot like an apartment. Yeah, the interiors of her home is shot. It's very like apartment like. Um, it's small. It's small. They probably did not think of any of these questions while shooting the movie. No, not at all. <laughs> They're just like, we got a location. We, we, we booked it. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> it's cheap. <laughs> yeah, seriously. So she's first day of class, she's just like telling the class, like, I love to dance. I love a teenager that just their passion is dancing. Yeah. Hey, you know, no. that's, I, hope that's, I, hope that, I hope that's still a thing. It is totally a thing. Oh, yeah. Don't you watch So You Think You Can Dance? This movie made me love to dance, even though I'm not good at it and I don't tell people that I dance. I totally <laughs> told like my class in an essay that I love to dance oh, after I saw this I movie. <laughs> I don't dance. So that was a lie. I just love the movie. Yeah. I just wanted to get out of in, my conservative I was in dance so badly. Sure. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. And I regret quitting when I was in junior high. Oh. I could be like Travis Wall right now if you I really worked at it. But then you you know you wouldn't have this awesome podcast. You'd be I know this is dancing. true. You'd be like, I don't know what you'd be doing. You'd be chore- <laughs> I would probably be dancing like... on cruises or something. <laughs> you could have been behind like insane. No, you'd been too young for that. Nothing wrong with dancing on cruises. Nothing Just wrong with dancing. What's funny cruises. is that podcast. I grew up with. I grew up with dancers that now are really successful. Like, wow. uh, a couple of the. The kids of the woman that ran the local dance studio, one of them's like a big male ballerina. Ooh, I wonder if yeah, if, I wonder if he's seen this movie. I wonder maybe if he has to have. because you know in the cluster for me, and, and please throw in some others if there are ones. But the cluster of the '80s dance movies for me, it's it's girls just want to have fun, obviously, flash dance, Footloose, and then Dirty Dancing. Yeah. This is like the Mount Rushmore of dance movies <laughs> right. from the '80s. <laughs> this is the one that gets sort of swept. And it's under so the rug. interesting kind of. that. This beat Dirty Dancing to the Punch. This yeah, is yeah. 85. April, it was, this was released April 12th, 1985. Dirty Dancing wasn't until 87. That's funny. Yeah. And I feel like they do the lift in Dirty Dancing in this movie and they just throw it away. Yeah. Like, they right. do so many lifts like, in this movie. The lift should be your main showpiece when you're doing the big uh the big finale the or big whatever. finale I, audition i think they were banking on the gymnastics a little I, more yeah, in this I agree. one yeah and um it, because i do remember the lift is like 
the quintessential moment in Dirty Dancing. Yes. And they do kind of throw them away or throw them around. They throw a lot of lifts around like they're yeah. not that big of a deal. Natalie, in and, Natalie and her dance partner have like multiple lifts. Their entire yeah. routine is like she, lifting her. She has a dive. We need the yes, <laughs> we need to talk on. about we need to talk about that character. <laughs> she dives like twenty Off of feet yeah, onto concrete. She's, concrete. she's on like a like a ten foot flat and she yeah. fully uh Swan just style like yeah. jumps off that. Is she gonna jump from there? <laughs> Is she gonna jump from there? And, and at the end of their routine, she they she like throws her arm around her partner, and they're like, "Yeah, see <laughs> how good we are." So Natalie, oh we have to talk about this God. character. Oh, I love this it. Love actress. Her. Look, I mean, she was twenty eight years old when they filmed this. We looked that what? up. Yeah, she was, she was the oldest. She was born before. My, she kids. was born in the late fifties. She was born I in nineteen fifty eight. Know that? Yeah, I know that she's still working. Um, Is she? Pretty, pretty much. Oh, good. I, she did. I think she did General a Hospital. She, had, she did a, in the last couple. She kind of so oh, good. She kind of so popped. Yeah, yeah. I love, I love her delivery when she nearly runs over um, Janie and uh, <laughs> and <Lynn>. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> She's introduced on her speakerphone to her father, and the speakerphone is a Charlie's Angels like box. Yeah, right. it's a Charlie's Angels and, speaker box, and she has that pre. Clueless yes. closet that Cher, yep. that Alicia Silverstone had in Clueless, yeah, but, exactly. but you know, without the computer, she just yeah, it's like of, live, like right. the the clothes <laughs> going back and forth. What did she say? Like decisions, 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 decisions. No, she says decisions are the worst. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> making I, choices is terrible. Yeah, Natalie, and she has like a debutante ball like yeah. in the middle of this movie. Yeah. I love her like fashion choices. The debutante ball kind of lifts right out of this movie yeah. too. Yeah, it's pretty. But stupid. I love her fashion choices too. Just so a, many good ones. A, like a rabbit fur coat, a leotard, and like scrunch boots. Yeah, like and and some de- her her designer dance leotard thing. And I like end, that like all crystal. And I like, like that stoned, whenever uh, totally stoned. Uh, whenever SJP and Jeff or the or the lost Lawrence brother, as I like to call him, <laughs> uh, whenever they're like dancing together, she'll just show up. Like, yeah, hey, like she'll just be there. Just she's a stalker. Yeah, yeah, I, she's a stalker. So my, I guess the only thing that we could figure out was that this is some kind of like rental by the hour dance studio, and like everybody in town was just using it to like, yeah, re- rehearse. Right. So also, she would be leaving, and they're showing up. Was and- this like a a talent search throughout the country, or was this just Chicago? Well, it had to be. Throughout the country, because some of the dancers yeah. are um, my favorite couple. Besides the main Janie and Jeff, sure. my favorite couple is Mirror, Mirror Image, Image. <laughs> yeah. who are from I think Kansas City. They're from Mirror Image are from Kansas City. So. Yeah, the very first couple, it was like Jay Sanchez or something. I was like, well, fuck, they should win. Like they were so good. <laughs> mm-hmm. They were really <laughs> like, good. None of the other couples. It just came down to our final two couples, of course. Yeah. You know, our protagonists. And it's like and SJP is has has good rhythm. I think she's fine though. Oh, she does all of the dancing yeah. in this film. But it's every like, bit. No, but that's it's like, not no. As compared to the first couple, though, I mean, she's okay. Yeah, like yeah. the other couples that were just throwaway that didn't even place. Like they were really good. Yeah. Like oh, and then I that brings me back to back to Ira. Um, okay, well let's go back a little bit. Uh, sure. Janie is is new in town. Um, the other girls at the high school are being kind of bitchy and Lynn is sees this on the bus and Lynn is just like, hey, like she kind of invents an excuse for her to like come over and like come over. I've got to I've got to completely turn my uniform inside out, rip off the Velcro sleeves off my blazer 
and get into like my cool punk outfit to go babysit. To go babysit. Yeah. And then she says, you should see me when I go out. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay, I want to see. Yeah, she's like, do you have a date? And she's like, no. <laughs> Babysitting. And yeah, her plaid Catholic uniform skirt is lined underneath with leather like pleather a leather yeah. or pleather skirt and but it's great because she befriends her immediately yes and i'm always a huge sucker for that in movies whenever i see yeah. women getting along right and, i yeah. love that and there's no competition between them in this movie the yes. only competition is between the mean girl natalie yes who is really just trying is spoiled and just trying to have it all yeah so, I don't even think Natalie goes to their school. No. It's not even set up that they knew her, really. They, they only yeah. know her from the contest. Yeah. And she's just a daddy's girl who wants everything that yes. she wants. She's and like it, a she's like a grown-up Veruca Salt. And it's, exactly. like Lynn, <laughs> and it's like Lynn also auditioned, but she's not upset when she doesn't make the cut. Right. She's like, totally supportive. Like she's, yeah. she's happy for Janie yeah. that she did. Yeah, because right. her whole thing was like, we kind of... I think she really wanted to do it just for fun, and she knew that Janie was so into it. So she was like, fuck it. Let's just right. go do it. You need to do it. And she has her own aspirations. Like, she wants to be on it, too, but she's so, like, you know, you go for it. I mean, she yeah. doesn't say those words, but she's so encouraging. There's not, like, a second of – the movie doesn't really stop and take any time to reflect on the fact that Lynn doesn't get to be in the contest. It just – she immediately is is supportive. And the only thing I think Lynn is pissed about is that someone – that she was paid off, so she wanted. Oh revenge. my god! We are, are yeah. The 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 messing up of her audition was a paid rigged thing that yeah. she wants revenge for. We have to talk about that. Mm. We're gonna be on DTV. Listen, I'm a pretty good dancer, but what I lack in substance, I make up for in style. And you, this was you today. I love to dance. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> it was perfect. Look, I think you're forgetting that I have General Patton as a father. But you belong on DTV, and of course, so do I. We'll just audition, okay? We'll just, we'll go and audition. Your dad can't find anything wrong with that. Oh, she says, of course, so do I. <laughs> right? So also, because I'm brilliant too. TV. <laughs> right. I mean, this wasn't like 50 years ago, but it's crazy that listening to a movie from 85, they both sound exactly the same. Like their like yeah, the voices, Hunt yeah, and oh, SJP's voice. They, yeah, it's they like if they so just ADR this from from 2019. Yeah, like you can tell it's Helen Hunt. Uh, she, you could tell in this movie that they are both stars. Yes, yes. from this movie, for which sure. was not well received by the critics. Yeah, and was not a huge film for them. But you can hear, looking back, like you can tell they're stars. Yeah, for sure. And there's something to it that this like throwaway B movie from the 80s managed to get snag these two. One future Oscar winner and the other, like, star of Sex and the a City. A-lister, yeah. Right. Like, huge A-lister. Yeah. So they obviously knew something when and, they were casting these two. Well, well, that, that didn't transfer over to the casting of Jeff Mullane. Oh, no. <laughs> no. He strikes me as, uh, what's, what's his, his name? name? Lee Montgomery. Lee P- yeah. He strikes me as someone that would have read for, like, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah. And then just... just Got Johnny Depp. He like, probably read dismissed for, away. Yeah, he probably read for the Glenn character, and yeah. Johnny Depp got it. <laughs> yeah, not to you know, not to disparage him, but no, yeah, but he and he's, he's fine. <laughs> he's fine. He's cool. Um, but, he was you know. in his big movies are this and Ben from nineteen seventy two. Seventy two. Was he a child in that? I think so. He had to have been. Yeah, with yeah. a name like Lee Montgomery. Though, I know, think right? He'd be doing more. Yeah, I think he was That's like twelve. Good, good Hollywood name. Yeah. Um. Okay, so they they go to the auditions. 
Uh, Natalie shows up, nearly runs the moat, nearly commits <laughs> manslaughter. Yeah. But it's not a big deal. But it's not a big deal. And her Mercedes. Is it a Mercedes that she's I think driving? it is a Mercedes. Yeah. I think that you I see the, yeah. the Mercedes. Her, her white Mercedes. Yeah. Um, and when she nearly runs him over and says, sorry, Lynn walks over. She, like, takes her jacket off I and love walks over and makes, like, she's going to hit her but then, like, fakes her out. And that is why, I, you know, she she pays off this guy to right. sabotage Lynn's, you know, audition. Which is such an intense amount of, re- like, uh, amount of retaliation to yes. take against someone. You almost hit her. Yeah, hit Helen Hunt with your car. Yeah, she's the asshole to begin with. When, yeah, you're the asshole to begin with. And <laughs> Helen Hunt only pretends that she's going to do something about it to yeah. you. And then you go to ruin her life. Yeah. She doesn't <laughs> even like call her a bitch or anything. She's just like... And then she says, she says thanks, babe. And like pats right. her on the shoulder. <laughs> she like she She's yeah. about to lift her hand to hit her, yeah. but she's not really hitting her. Just she's just her fixing hair. her hair. She's like, it looks all right. Yeah, it looks all and right. And then... That scene is really cool, too, because it shows us the back of Helen Hunt's outfit. Yes. This huge cutout mm-hmm. in her t- in her T-shirt. And you can see, like, her, like, leotard also, like, has a cutout all the way down. Really fashion forward. Yeah, she was serving, <laughs> Love she it. Was serving up the yeah. looks for this yeah. contest. Yeah. She had a lot of, like, children's, like, toys, like, figurines, like, in her hair. She would fashion them into, like, a barrette. Yeah. Like a stegosaurus. She had the, she had the, she had the dinosaur barrettes, she had the grasshopper hat. Well, like she says, like, in an earlier scene in the movie, sorry, I almost lost my voice. <laughs> like she says in, in an earlier scene, she's like, what I lack in substance, I make up for in style. Sti- yeah, exactly. So she proves it. Yeah, for the sure. Film. Yeah. And, um, this is where, well, we meet Jeff earlier in the movie, because, uh, they're listening on the radio, right? To a commercial for dance TV, I guess. Yeah, so I, I guess maybe you can like it's like the '80s version of dance TV, the podcast. Yeah, <laughs> it's, like it's just... not like it's not like a baseball game where it's being simulcast on like AM radio or anything. It's just probably just a local commercial, like hey, Chicago people, like right. come to the auditions. Yeah, and it's not really set up that he's got like dancerly aspirations like yeah. he's like this working class kid yeah it's kind of like a pr- it's almost like it feels a little footloose in that way yeah. also like, they also set up the single dad raising these two kids and i think that they i think that their mother died the mom died yeah yeah i don't remember that part well i don't know if she died i guess she could have just left yeah but yeah. when they're they're talking about um who's going to talk to shannon doherty about like lady things oh yeah and she's like mom never got to that part and it kind of hints that Shannon Doherty is like making the meals and cleaning yeah. the house too. Yeah, yeah. Which I feel like you see a lot of like the woman of the house is taking care of the family after he, the mother's gone. Yeah, because she's so. the only one who would possibly know how to cook. But yeah, he he doesn't really have any, from what you can tell, any dance aspirations. He his, even says like, "I don't need some contest to tell me I'm a good dancer." His dad yeah, wants him to. What? His dad wants him that to go to trade is school. So weird. Yeah, but where did you learn to dance? Like, because we exactly. we know that through the movie we learned that Sarah Jessica Parker, uh, Janie learned yeah. she's been dancing her whole life, gymnastics, gymnastics for years. Yeah, so he can just. Dance because he's talented. He's I like guess. the he's like the Brando of dancing. He, he just could do it naturally. It's just an innate, it's like just thing. it's just in his blood, <laughs> right? Okay. He's always wearing those tank cutoff shirts. Those, yeah. But let me just say this about his dancing at the audition. What is he doing? Right? Is that dancing? He's uh, doing a lot of spinning. 
I mean, it just kind of reinforces the idea that the best, the most talented are not always the ones that are presented to us in these shows. Even today, they want to couple them up. Yeah. They want to have people who have the good looks. Yeah. And if you're talented enough, we can make it work. Yeah. True. So that's kind of like what I get from it. Yeah. Very true. Um, And that's a really good scene uh, when they, they narrow it down to the finalists at this open audition and Ira's like, "All right, I want to see you, and I want to see you, and you, the big one. Ooh, you're you you are big, and it's <laughs> and completely mismatches the yeah. couples for a minute just based on how yeah. singularly they look. Yeah, you know, they're like, oh, you look good, so I'm going to put you with you, and then oh wait, it doesn't but it's, work. But it when you think about it in the big picture, like ultimately when it gets to the big audition on TV." The other couples are introduced as like, well, they met at a dance competition and these couple come from, you know, Kansas City. It's like they auditioned together. And these two just showed up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't think they give any background. Yeah. No. You're so right. I just yeah. noticed that now that you say that because one of the couples are like they, they dance on a local show in yeah. Florida. Yeah. Together. So it's like they auditioned as couples, but. You can also audition on your own, and then they just make a couple I, out of you. I wonder if like some some things ended up on the editing room floor with yeah. this film that we could see, or they just didn't care, or they, they just, just didn't, didn't care. You're, these kids are not going to notice <laughs> because the other couples too, especially uh, Mirror Image. I feel like Mirror Image's performance on the night was like. 15 seconds long. It was so short. It was so short. And I actually really wanted to see way more I know. of their performance. Because it was intriguing. I wonder and if Jamie they got... And Jeff's performance was like two full minutes. They <laughs> would have had to have gotten those... So they would have had to got gotten... They would have had to have cast Mirror Image from that fame school in New York. Probably. Oh, right. Probably. Yeah. Janet Jackson's fame. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they probably put out some kind of a dancing casting call... Like the one in the movie for the movie, but I I love that couple though. <laughs> They're I, great. I, I wonder like what are they doing now? Right. Like what what else did they do in the eighties? Yeah, because it's pretty cool. They I, probably did. Twins. I read yeah. that apparently That's Gina incredible. Gina Showgirls is Gina Gershon is somewhere in the movie. Oh wow! As an extra dancing. The IMDb credits have some uncredited cameos, including Gina Gershon, and it said Robert Downey Jr. One of the punks. That shows up to the debutante he ball. Flips over the table, and I found him. No way! I was like, there he is. You are kidding <laughs> <Yeah>. me. <gasps> One of the punks pulls the tablecloth off, and everything stays on the table. And he's like, "Voila!" And wow. then from underneath the table, someone stands up and upturns the entire table with people sitting at it, and it's Robert Downey Jr. And he's got like green, like spray paint in his hair. Oh, I have to go back and look yeah. at that now. And um, him and Sarah Jessica Parker were dating at the time. No way! Yeah. Oh, it all makes sense. Yeah, there's these really cool, like, People Magazine photos from the time of them, like, in this apartment in, like, their kitchen. And he's, like, eating Oreos and they have, like, a little kitten. That's so sweet. It's a really cute picture. And, you know, know, going back to our last episode, who Robert Downey Jr. was, like, uh, best girlfriends with was Grady. Grady from Nightmare 2. Right, they yeah, probably showed they up. were in Weird Science together. Exactly. Yep. Yeah, oh, he Robert Downey Jr. was so hot in those so movies. So dreamy. Like, he oh was such a dreamboat. Even though he's like not the most likable. Yeah, in those but who, movies. But, yeah, so cute. And like in Weird Science, especially like I was definitely more like 
like Gary and Wyatt, like nerdy and would have been bullied by somebody like that. Right. But I was still just like, oh my God, he yeah. is just. Those are the bullies that you're going to that you're going to jerk off to later. Yeah. Just beautiful guys. <laughs> oh my God. But getting back to this movie. Oh, right. What yeah. movie? <laughs> oh, girls just want to have fun. Yeah. So, uh, so Jeff is fine, I guess. He's a mediocre dancer. Yeah. Oh, can we say something about his best friend for a minute? Yes, please. Jonathan Silverman. Jonathan Silverman from Weekend at Bernie's. <laughs> that, yes, yeah. Weekend at Bernie's. I'm trying to figure out like, where can I, where do I know him from? He's not Pete Buttigieg. He looks You're like right. him. He looks like him, but he's not. Um, <laughs> he does so, look like Pete Buttigieg. Right? You're right. It, he's such a, in this, okay, my my feeling on him, especially because I rewatched it so we could do the podcast. Yeah. Um, you know, I, my whole life I think I've felt that this character has a bit of an Eddie Haskellness to him. Sure, yeah, yeah. He's like the whole movie he's trying to like capitalize on something. Yeah. Or on someone else's talent or success or something. Yeah. So the whole movie. For so sure. it's good to have a supportive friend, which he is throughout the movie. Um, and he convinces Jeff to do the yeah, contest. He's kind of the one that makes he, it happen. He's like, I see a star. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. but Jeff ultimately, like you said, not truly the best dancer. And maybe that's why he's so like he's kind of bitchy in the in parts yeah. of the movie. Yeah, maybe because he knows his like his dance partner's better than him. I don't know. Like I almost feel like he's fine. He could be better if he just worked at it more and listened to yeah. his woman more. Exactly. Listen to Janie. I mean, more. you. I guess you have to establish in just like uh, if this is a romantic comedy or you know a budding romance, you kind of have to establish that at first they hate each other, now they love each other. Right. I just never like he hates though from the beginning he hates her, and I don't know if it's like a class thing or a yeah. or you're a private school girl and, and I think I'm, so. I, so I think it is a class yeah. thing. I guess he's wondering if he's in sure. high school. Well, they he, is he they like nineteen? Well, he he has to be in high school because he's supposed to go to trade school yeah. after he graduates. Because sure. the dad says like I know college isn't for you but i want you to apply to some trade schools and i mean granted you can apply to trade schools when you're out of high school but i think the idea is that is that he's in high school right even though he looks 30 yeah he's in high school yeah and he's only i think he was born in 61 and sjp and helen hunt were born in 63 so mm-hmm. he's only a couple of years older than them yeah. and jonathan silverman is younger than both of them he he, was, he, he looks slightly younger yeah. in the face i think he was about 18 when they shot it and the the girls were were about yeah. 20 cuz but but lee montgomery as as jeff he's got the body of a man yes he, he does yeah. he looks yes. like a man he looks like a man and he is shirtless a lot that yes. shirtless yeah. basketball scene and <laughs> we and we say this all the time a lot of times guys in 80s movies did not have bodies like that he it, has a pretty good body. 80s yeah. films have contributed highly to my body dysmorphia. Yeah, because oh, yeah. That's I, a cardio uh, body. Uh, yeah, because yeah, for years it's like, when am I going to look like a grown man? Yes, and I feel exactly. like I still don't. So. Yeah, 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 for sure. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So here's a little bit of, of uh, Jeff and Jeff just kind of being bitchy to, to Janie. You just keep going around. Will you stop showing off for supposed to be partners or did you forget? I wish I could forget. Oh, Really? Because, you know, if you want to quit, that's okay with me. Okay, that's it. What's the matter with him? I thought I had a little bit more of Jeff, but... <laughs> no, play the whole movie. <laughs> <I know. laughs> and here it is from the beginning. Um, this has a very... Um, what's that ice skating movie with Moira? Ice Castles. No. Moira with Moira Kelly. Kelly. Cutting Edge. Cutting Edge. Quality about Are you familiar Cutting with Cutting Edge? No, I don't think I've seen D.B. Sweeney and Moira Kelly. It's pretty much this movie, but... But um, on ice skates. On ice skates. <laughs> oh my he's God, a, I would love it then. He's a hockey player that gets an injury and he can't play hockey again, but she's like a figure skater and... And they go to, a, and they go to the Olympics. Why does she need a partner? 
Is there a scandal? I don't remember. I There's Someone some reason. Tanya yeah. Harding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's some reason that she she needs a partner and he's he can't play hockey anymore and they get paired up and they right. hate each other at the beginning. Um, so Natalie, thirty year old woman. twice divorced yeah is just stalking the shit out of these two and i don't know i get i get the feeling that it's nothing personal she just wants to win yeah yeah there's there's that aspect and but there is a bit of like i feel like she's attracted to jeff she kind of wants the d so she wants the d and the cash the d and the fame you know what's crazy is that when jeff is first introduced or i mean when they're auditioning and he's talking to the girl behind Janie. He's totally talking to her like, oh, yeah, we fucked. <gasps> yeah. And, uh, yeah, kind of funny running into you here. Like, oh, remember oh, that time God. we had a one-night stand? And she's like, oh, yeah, I forgot about you. It's very glossed over, but I'm just like, hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah. There's and a that's, lot of weird subtext behind it, that scene. Are you talking about the moment where where, she, where Sarah Jessica Parker thinks he's talking yes. to her? Yeah. And then he's just like, nice uniform. Yeah. Oh, and it's just like. F you. Yeah. Like, it is a nice uniform. She yeah. looks fine. She's, she brought something different to this yeah, dance contest. What does, um, what does he say? Rebel Without a Cause meets, uh, meets the Sound of Music. Sound of Music, sound of yeah. music yes. <laughs> Which is a great description, it, actually. It really, yeah, it so. really is. It's funny. That's Ira's little, Ira's humor. You know. Yeah. You know Ira. Uh, <laughs> the public will love this angle. But yeah. They say the name Ira a lot. Like, like you're, like I didn't re- remember that that was a character, like, with a name. Right. Until, like, the last couple times I watched it. Yeah. So I wonder if they cut some scenes out. Yeah. To make, in this, and Ira was a bigger character. Ira strikes me as one of those, like, serious theater actors that was kind of slumming it for this movie. <laughs> you think he's, like, yes. classically trained? Yes. Like he's uh, played like Henry V or something on stage. I thought God. the exact same thing today. Like this guy oh, probably he's has given a, a lot. He's, he's given a lot to this little little role. This he, little yeah. role. Lots yeah. of business. Yeah. Lots of little the, things about himself. Yeah. His like his like woman who's like his like first AD or whatever. Mm-hmm. Right. She's like giving it to me too. She's like the woman that she's just like running around on set and she's just like you go and ask her a question. She and she's to, just like I'm putting out fires right now. She has to overcompensate and just be a huge bitch. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if they had a deeper connection to this movie, like some stake in its creation. Because they, right? I don't know. Maybe that's just me, like confusing their authority in yeah. the film with yeah. like the actual film. But totally. but I totally th- had thought earlier when I watched the film, like they, there's like some theatrical background. This was a a classically trained person who's bringing this to the character because yeah. there's just too many details for a character that you don't see that often. Exactly. And that's a theatrical background yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, for sure. Like almost maybe on the page, like it was going to be a different. Yes. Like he wasn't going to be at the end of the movie. Right. Like actually directing the show, you know, and then they're like, well, well let's bring that. Let's and they just added bring him because they in. liked what he was doing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I want to talk and a little bit. they want to pay someone else. <laughs> yeah. I want to talk a little bit about when Natalie is talking to, Natalie is playing pool with her father, as you do. This relationship <laughs> is very interesting. And she's like, so you're going to fucking rig it or not? <laughs> yeah. She's decided very early on that she wants it rigged. Which yeah. I guess, So that's after the audition where, where she's made it in. So I guess she just is like, the competition is too heavy. I can't win this on my own. Yeah. yeah. Well, or, I mean, because there were professionals there. Yeah. But, I mean, you were mentioning it as we were watching it, but there's some serious, like, Operation Varsity Blues things going on with this whole storyline. So she's, she, she says whatever the line is, and I was like, oh, my God, this is, like, real audio from, like, Olivia Jade and Massimo 
just like, are you gonna fucking rig it? <laughs> she's she's like, you can't rig the contest, or you won't. <laughs> And you're like, so, you, yeah. so you're used to your father rigging things for you. Yeah. What, there is a deeper story here. Yes. And yeah, the fact that they're playing pool, it's like, it's like, it's like she's, you know, like a 30 year old woman yeah. and not a teenager. Like yeah. there's such a, a sophistication. It sort of her. reminds yeah. me of the, the relationship that Christian Slater has with his father and Heather's. Yes. That, oh the, that the roles are sort of reversed. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Too yeah. weird. The, I never because that. because look at her relationship with her father versus Janie's relationship, Sarah Jessica Parker's relationship yeah. with her character's yeah. father. In that, like polar opposite. Her, you know, she, um, uh, Natalie, the mean girl, bosses her father around. Yes, and Janie is like a prisoner in her own home. Yeah, for sure. So completely opposite. I lo- I did I did love like the billiard room and and like Natalie's like mansion. Yeah, it had like slot machines. And like a pinball machine. <laughs> There's like a Chicago pinball machine. I think it was a Chicago pinball I, yeah, machine. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. I just, just noticed that the we last like, time I watched what? it. We were like tr- trying also, to squint. the look on her father is insane. His hair. His, his like, hair, hair. And he's sort of given like a, a shiny bronzer. He's very tan. He's very tan. Right. I, I think, you know, it, it's he looks a little bit like Leslie Nielsen. Yes. But but <laughs> but harder. Yeah. More severe, yeah. For <laughs> and then sure. costumed up. Yeah. I, I don't know what they were thinking with the hair there though. But she makes a comment on his hair at some point she too, does. that it gets ruined. That always was I was always thought that was weird her referring to his silver hair and the way she like <laughs> ran her fingers through it and I was just like, "Oh no." I think it's just one of those things that he looked that crazy on set that they just said, "Well, we just have to comment on it." Yeah. And then, you know, she says in when they're playing pool, I think she says, "I don't want to win the contest for me. I want to win it for you, Daddy." Yeah. And you're like, "What? Uh, what? She's Why? playing some major mind games." Yeah. She's manipulating him. Right. What does winning it for him mean? What does that mean? <laughs> Yeah, status, I don't know. She also, she's very, like, she's super smart with her, like, conniving. Because she, when she sees them arguing at the dance studio, she mm-hmm. sees Janie say, like, I had to, like, cut choir practice, blah, blah, blah. She pulls a, a Regina George move she's and so she savvy. calls her dad. Yeah. Regina George, totally. She mm-hmm. sees the uniform, hears choir practice, and is just like, boom, I'm Sister Natalie. And yeah. like full sociopath, st- yeah, like you've like done status. this before. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. you're a stalker yeah. sociopath. She full, yeah. She goes into full like Zach Morris mode when she's just like, "All right, now I am Sister Natalie." And <laughs> come, to, come to think of it, like, how is this performance not nominated for an Oscar? <laughs> like, it's, there's a lot going on here. She's she. There's a lot of duplicity with her character, yes. and she's you know she's so sweet yeah. and nice with that <laughs> smile. She's evil when she goes up to, when she is waiting for Jeff after the rehearsal after you know rehearsal or whatever sitting on his motorcycle with her BMW or her Mercedes pointed at the motorcycle yeah. with the headlights on and she's just like sitting on it in a rabbit fur coat just like just wearing her leotard yeah and nothing like, else I'm holding this for ransom yeah. <laughs> oh, oh man she, cringy flirting I, you are too young is, to be this multi yes. layered yes. as a person what was that um, what was that to me more movie disclosure disclosure <laughs> Some very, very disclosure. That's <laughs> a good pull. Right. It's very disclosure where she's just like, shit, the tables have turned. She's like, mm-hmm. she's like putting the moves on him. Mm-hmm. And she gives him an uh, invitation to her uh, debutante ball. We have to get to the debutante ball. And 
Jeff is not putting up with her shit, crumples it up, like, in her face practically. He's just like, whatever, crumples it up, yet keeps it because Jonathan, Jonathan Silverman, Silverman finds, finds it. it. Yep. Yeah. Because he's getting fitted for a suit. Right. Well, yeah, and also when they steal the invite mm-hmm. from him, the guy at the copy place is, like, flattening it out. Yeah. He's like, all right, whatever, I'll make 100, 150 copies. First of all, that's not cheap. Right, <laughs> not in the eighties. No, no I mean, she must have a lot of babysitter money. I guess and that's away. a that's a because they're like fifty copies. No, a hundred and fifty, yeah. and then they invite like every punk and biker and gay person yes. they can possibly find. I feel like that's that's what what's funny about the movie is like all the misfits are like yeah. to me people who are the coolest yes. people now. Yeah, the punks and the gays I mean, and, the, and the female bodybuilders. And the female bodybuilders. You know cool? All the cool you know people kind of, are the misfits. And you know what's kind of cool about that is that do you think that all of these extras just showed up? And what they usually were, were like they just, just be, really just be weirdos? Were they just really good at pulling extras? Because that, that's how they look. Because they weren't styled like yes. an '80s movie where they're like, we need punks. They were styled like real new wavers yeah. and punks yeah. and bodybuilders. I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> I mean, Michael Jackson pulled you know people from the street yeah, for his, true. his beat it. Video. So you have to this you have true. to give old new like new world films credit. Yeah, for some of the new wave people in that scene in that weird diner where they're passing out the invite. Which what is that? Because there was like a dance floor, right? Oh my god, that that it was like a weird diner. cafeteria. It's like kind of like the Max. Yeah, like it's like this cafeteria with like some dance area, yeah. and it really makes the '80s seem so fun oh, when so you see pl- places like that. And I think that the writers had pr- a pretty keen awareness. I'm guessing from uh, of these like cultural subsects, like yeah, like, like yes. punk and new wave. Because even Shannon Doherty says like. Yeah. He quotes or you or says the phrase "new wave" yeah. and punk. Like, oh my god, you actually think, you I'm, think punk? I'm punk? Yeah. It's way cooler than new wave or whatever. Yeah, and so there had to be like an awareness of that. So yeah, oh, these little details are yeah, so sure. fun, and they're kind of what makes the movie so rich. It's such a perfect yeah. '80s, yeah, '80s mess of greatness. Yeah, I agree. That one, like person that comes out of a fitting room. Yeah, <laughs> it's like. Like remind me, remind me. It's like a crossdresser. Oh, and she's like, oh, oh, oh yes, <laughs> like, yes, that moment. Total, like looks at the invite and yeah. just ah, like, and like a like total a, a, a yes, yes, yes queen. He has a very, <laughs> they have a very gender neutral, yeah, quality about them too. Yeah, yeah, I loved it. Um, yeah, so everybody just kind of crashes the debutante ball, and what, and it's done like a music video too. Yeah, for sure. It really is right because in they're like they're bopping to the beat of the girls just want to have fun song yeah um like an interlude of it or something yeah the weird kids bop version yeah no. <laughs> again kids <not> bop <laughs> and the cheerleaders from Buffy the Vampire Slayer yes you know which is you know way later so that reference doesn't make sense cut that out just <laughs> <laughs> it's in uh, it'll be the preview um see the whole time though a lot of times in these eighties movies when there's like the popular kids that are mean, you know, like the jocks and like uh, in like Revenge of the Nerds or whatever. You're kind of waiting for this like redemption moment. Like what's going to happen? Like is she going to get like a pie in her face? Is she going to get, you know, like is she going to get like, like is she going to fall in the pool? Like 
Nothing really. She just she loses. Has, she has no comeuppance. Yeah. yeah. She just loses. Yeah. I mean, she gets a hit taken at her with the debutante ball, but that yeah. doesn't stop her or yeah. slow her down. Yeah, exactly. Because so, that's kind of not, it's kind of in the middle of the movie. It doesn't, it doesn't vanquish her. And like I said her. earlier, yes. it lifts right out. Like you could cut that whole scene and still follow the movie. Right. Yeah. yeah. And, so she doesn't really get a comeuppance. No. I think that scene just kind of serves to solidify Jeff and Janie's kind of bond. Yeah. Yeah. I, I still don't understand why he even went, uh, but but Jeff and and Jonathan Silverman go, and he sees you know Janie and and Lynn, and Shannon Doherty, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. This thirteen year old girl, and, you know, they're like out tech. and about in Chicago, yeah. at night in the middle of the night. I mean, it has to be one of those things as they were making it because Shannon Doherty would have she had worked a lot as a child. She did, so she was somewhat of a name. I mean. As in, she she had kind of been around the block with work, so I felt like they felt like they needed to include her. In she it. had a series; it was called Our House, yeah, mm-hmm. starring Wilford Brimley, and she was one of the kids on that. And that was probably, I would say, they needed to give her something fun to do. Um, yeah, she. I mean, she, it, it was cute that they that they brought her along for the the passing out of the of the invites and all of that. Um, but yeah, it kind of solidified their bond, and then uh, we get the montage of Jeff and Janie learning the, their routine, which is some of the best stuff in the oh, film. Oh, the montage is like, great, great eighties montage, yes. and the lots the music. of flipping. We love the we love the leotard that SJP is wearing. She's wearing almost like the fuck Jerry, like <laughs> like the fuck Jerry cup. Cup, yeah, yeah. It's a, it's white with like a splash of color that yeah. would fly off the rack if you sold that in Urban now. Right, totally. Yeah. And she's teaching American him to do. She's teaching him to do backflips yes. and stuff. Really, I mean, it, it plays into my theory that he's just pissed off that he can't dance as well as her because she's teaching True. him all kinds of moves. Yeah, ultimately, what wins it is yeah. is her gymnastics because she's got moves yes. you've never you've seen. Never seen. <laughs> So, is it before? It's right around this time that they go to the court. The court, the basketball. Which, which what bar. is the court? Thing? Yeah, <laughs> is it a it's, bar? It's like an '80s version of the bronze from Buffy, right? Yeah, because it's like <laughs> it's just high school kids. It's is I know. it an all ages club? And again, these films make high school and young adulthood seem so cool yeah. in the city because, yeah. like, what kind of? It is like the bronze from yeah. Buffy. It's like just this gathering of young people mm-hmm. and apparently sexual predators. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, there are some very questionable things that happen in this scene. Yeah, we're not all, just talking about Jonathan. All Solomon. of the, all of the, you know, for lack of a better phrase, the hashtag Me Too moments yeah. happen in, in this scene. In the court. This scene has some sexual assault going on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean... Perpetrated by, like, a yeah. third build. <laughs> right. Third lead. But, yeah, it's, it's one of those things that when you watch movies of the 80s... There's some sometimes some crazy shit that goes on. <laughs> so that's very throwaway moments of the movie. Yeah, very problematic. Yeah. Um, and of course, obviously, we're not laughing about like the assault itself, no, but like yeah. the fact that it's just so blatant and taking in this way, taken in this way in the movie that it's just like a, it's a it's comedy. Yeah, it's funny when when uh, when women almost get assaulted in eighties films. Yes. according to them. So <laughs> I forgot. Tune in Tokyo was from this movie. I thought it was from like some body like. Porkies or something, yeah. But it was it was like starting to happen, and he's it's like, a, "Put your arms up back behind your head," and I was just like, "Oh my god, it's tuned in Tokyo." That was from this, yeah, because that is problematic. It's very Porkies, though. <laughs> yeah, it's super Porkies. It so is, yeah. And then also, um, SJP 
almost pretty much gets raped <laughs> on the dance floor by this man that won't let her go. Yeah. This, this man who, dude. who is clearly not an actor. Like, oh, they just no, yeah. got the tallest, biggest they guy they could find. They just pulled someone in off the mm-hmm. street. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> he's not an actor. I'm sure he's great. I'm sure he's a lovely person. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, he's fine. But, he's but welcome that, on the show. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. I mean, other than, other than these scenes, uh-huh. I would say not so problematic material in the rest of it. No, yeah. From think. from our detection, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 yeah from our... Like, this scene is not aged well. Cis male right. point of view. But hey, you know what? <laughs> he, he... Nobody gets anywhere by trying to to uh, inappropriately touch or force women true. to dance with them this in is this true. film. Yes. So, you know... Sh- and Jonathan Silverman gets slapped. He, he gets slapped, yeah. and then the other dude who tries to, you know, make Sarah Jessica Parker dance with him, he gets punched in the yes. face. Yep. Yes. Sucker punched, deserves. but yeah. yeah, he does deserve it. Totally. Um, so yeah, so their bond is being solidified, but we get a little bit of a monkey wrench thrown in it when it turns out that Natalie's father owns the factory that Jeff's dad works at and fully threatens to fire Jeff's dad. There are levels to this movie. Yeah. yeah. There's some like class commentary going on. That is some like industrial espionage. Yeah, right. It's getting there's the the class commentary. It's like a little pretty in pink, a little a little uh, footloose, a little Yeah. And um but he doesn't go for it. No, he doesn't. In the end. Well, yeah. Ultimately, yeah. I don't he, want to skip ahead too far. Yeah. Ultimately, he just he starts getting super bitchy about it. But he got like, a cool dad. It. Yeah. But the dad's just like, because I think too, I feel like he was very much kind of not even wanting to bring up the whole dance TV issue with his dad because. Yeah, dancing's girly. I don't know. Maybe and so. it turns out his dad is super supportive. Yeah, he's because he's super... watching him in the bar. Yeah, right. He's making, That's my kid. He's making yeah. all the bar patrons watches. Watch it. Yeah, Dad's woke. So I feel like Dad really didn't, like he really didn't care. He yeah. just wanted his son to be happy, but he wanted to be like, you should have a trade school on backup, just in case it doesn't work out. Yeah, which yeah. is sound advice. You're never yeah. really worried that his dad is gonna stop yes. them from dancing, right. like you are with Janie's no. dad. Yeah, the military dad. Yeah, the only thing that's gonna stop Janie and Jeff is Jeff. Because he's kind of had a bad attitude from the start. <laughs> from the start. He... Or possibly um, the well, rich Natalie. girl. Yeah, possibly. Like, yeah, Natalie. Running, running her over with her Mercedes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Her murderous vehicle. Suddenly it's Christine. So. Yeah, it's vehicular manslaughter. <laughs> um, oh, and also, yeah, like you said, Janie's father, you know, they do find out that she's sneaking out. Because, okay. Could not could they not have found time in the afternoon in the light of day to rehearse for this for this production? Because she is sneaking out of the house against her parents' wishes. I think they have like a couple of daytime rehearsals yeah. throughout, but they really the plot really does make it like the main rehearsals are going to be at night after dark. Right, you're going to have to sneak out over and over again to make it happen. Right, um, but that also brings up uh, the timing of. The initial open call audition, because at the beginning it of the movie, it feels like a month has passed since it. At the beginning of the movie, Richard Blade is just like, "We're having auditions Friday, and then it, and then we're gonna announce the winner on Saturday." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. then it fully feels like a month passes. Um, so the, yeah, that's a little loosey goosey. 
Yeah, there's, you know, these, these plot holes. Yeah. These confusing things. I think it's just so fun, you just kind of, you don't care. Yeah. But then when you're examining it, you, you have all these moments of like, what? That doesn't make sense. Yes. Um, I do also want to bring up, we have not mentioned Richard Blade, um, the host of Dance TV. His character. Gary Woods Gary is the Woods. character's name, right? Yes. Yeah. But Richard, uh, but Gary Woods is played by K-Rock legend Richard Blade. Um, L.A. radio royalty, my friends. Uh, Richard Blade wow. was on K-Rock I'm sure he's a star on the, on the Walk of Fame. Yes. For like 25 is, years. Is he really Australian? Yes. Wow. Yes, that's his real accent. So that's and why he's We don't know anything about movie. this because we're, yeah. we're from out of state. And we didn't yeah. listen to the radio when we were... Flashback lunch, hello. Because this whole time, I'm just thinking it's this guy with a with an Australian accent, and yeah. he's you know he's just a like a white guy who can't really dance, yeah. So he gets the role of commentator. <laughs> you know, no, yeah, he he's a big time radio host. He's got a show on Sirius right now. It's it's still called Flashback Lunch, um, but uh, uh, K Rock in L A, which is the big like alternative like rock station, um, he had the uh, noon to Noon to three. So he slot. had like the he had the best shift. It was a good of K Rock. Flashback Lunch aired for years, and it was all eighties new wave stuff. Wow, yeah. I, I wonder what he thinks about this film now. Yeah, I don't know. He should cherish it. I'm sure because it's yeah. so good. He's probably talking. I mean, about it. I hope that speaking of what they think about this movie, I hope that both SJP and Helen Hunt remember this movie fondly. From what I've read, they've said nice things about it. That's good. They've, they've said nice things and you know, about doing it. I do have to give SJP credit because uh, we own the DVD set of Square Pegs. Are you familiar with Square Pegs? Only, only until only when I started looking into this. Film. So it's so good. You should um, watch it. So I guess that she was she got on board with this movie because a writer of Square Pegs did a pass at the script. Yes, oh, okay. and he gave it. And she gave it to her. Okay. So that's how she became... Is it Ann Beats? She's like the main no, writer of Square I don't Pegs. think so. She came from Saturday but, Night uh, But on the Square Pegs DVD, like, Sarah Jessica Parker does the interviews. She And does. she can fondly yeah. remember, like, driving to set. I think that they shot out of, like, Long Beach or something. Oh, that's like, so cool. Down south more, she talks about, yeah. like, uh, listening to K-Rock yeah. with her mom on the drive over. And just, like, what a big deal it was of was at her at that point in her career moving to LA so, and all that. And this is probably one of the first times that she was ever cast as a lead in a movie. So it was a pretty yeah. big deal for her. And she was really so good in it. Yeah, Sarah Jessica really Parker is very present, very good. Um even when the writing even when the scenes are not necessarily up to par, like yeah. her acting is still she can usually so good in it. she sells it. Yeah, yeah, she really really does. And I I mean, she's such a star in this film, like, yeah. even back then, which is just crazy to think. But to me, this is one of my earliest, I mean, experiences with Sarah Jessica Parker, because yeah, I sure. was too young to understand Sex and the City oh, when yeah. it first aired. Now I love Sex and the City. I think it's great. Um, but I didn't really comprehend it. So yeah. so in this film, and I, I also read, and this might be wrong, so I'm sorry, but I, I think I read that she wanted Helen Hunt for the part. In fact... I'm pretty sure that's true. That oh, wow. um, she, all the girls looked, you know, way different than Helen Hunt. You know, okay, the, the, that we're uh, reading for it. Yeah, and Helen Hunt has this, you know, not, you know, not the not the ingenue type look by any means, or whatever they were looking for. And I think yeah. Sarah Jessica Parker wanted Helen Hunt 
uh, to do the film, and that's how it all came together. That's really cool. I asked Scott while we were watching the movie. Uh, I said, do you, "Do you think they send each other like Christmas cards, <laughs> like a text every now and then?" That would be cool if they're still friends. Yeah, just like, "Oh, tell your kid happy birthday." Yeah, because <laughs> Sarah Jessica Parker seems like a nice gal. Yeah. She seems to like speak fondly of co-stars. I mean, I don't want to get into the Sex and the oh, City, well, yeah. but but <laughs> but she loved she loved Hocus Pocus and yeah, doing that for sure. And, so Hocus Pocus update a movie that we just did <laughs> there is a sequel in development with Disney Plus right it's now it's on the and way and they were uh, exciting the screenwriter was given instructions to write all three of them back in and they've all so, three said yes yeah, all of them have said Kathy Najini Bette Midler <laughs> and Sarah Jess- Jessica Parker that is just gold I texted Iconic. my friend about that today and she did not react appropriately <laughs> enough I was like you should be freaking out with yeah, excitement definitely. I feel like we need to Come on board for creative consultants for the story. <laughs> I mean, I've got ideas. They do need to involve <laughs> fans when they do these things. They need to involve people who have loved these films for years and years. Yeah, for that sure. would that would make all of these remakes and reboots and sequels so much better. This is true. Just saying, fan consultant. <laughs> yeah. These guys right here. Scott Second appearance <laughs> from uh, SJP on this podcast, right? Uh, I think at least, yeah. Mm-hmm. Until we get to Edward. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> she's an icon. We love Sarah Jessica Parker. She's so beautiful. She is beautiful <laughs> and just kick ass. Yeah, I feel like one of my earliest uh, rem- memories of her is in the Flight of the Navigator, which oh, neither of you have probably yeah. seen. I don't think I, I haven't seen that one yet. <laughs> no, that's definitely yet. dating me. I was very young when I saw that in the theater, but um, it's from the mid '80s, and she has a. A bit role in it, but she's she's featured. Yeah, she's really cute, cute in it. She has she has purple like a purple like clip in hair extension. Oh, nice! Because her, her character's like wacky, <laughs> like mean, a Lindstone type, right? <laughs> it's interesting when you think about Helen Hunt's career. I mean, only ten years later, she was filming Twister. That's nuts. So it's like How? her like. Yeah, she went from this to like she a went big to, blockbuster. Like girls just want to have fun. Cut to ten years later, making a Spielberg blockbuster with Bill. Well Paxton. then, well then, it was less than ten years that she had like a yeah. f- hit like sitcom. Seven years, you? yeah. Did she get any Emmys from Mad About You? Probably. Oh, I'm sure. I she think did. she actually thinks won she did all the Emmys. From I, Mad About I you. think that there's a a reboot oh, that, of that coming around. That's the that's no the one way. where she I won. Think so she won her Emmy, and her speech was Paul Reiser, Paul Reiser, Paul Reiser, Paul Reiser. Yeah. That was her thank you speech. She's a little obsessed. <laughs> wow. Obsessed much, Alan Hunt. <laughs> um, all right, let's get back on track. <laughs> Why? This. I know, right? <laughs> I mean, we, ult- we we end up... There's a lot going on to get Sarah Jessica... To get Janie to the studio. She's, like, locked in her in a room. There's, like, a security system. She sets it off when she tries to open up the... The window because, coming back in because yeah because when she left the house the security system was not was in there? place and they put it in place so they went into her room when she was gone <laughs> I, I don't know it doesn't make a lot of sense but then she like rigs it with like her hair with like her blow dryer she MacGyver styles this how and she, and she turns it off yeah is she take is she going to trade school like I don't know how anybody she's just could been figure really out. paying attention and. uh Shop class, I guess. I mean, when a girl wants to dance, she's not going to let anything stop her. She's got like a a blow dryer and a soldering iron. Right. And a dream. (laughs) A dream. (laughs) A dance in her heart. To be on DTV. (laughs) Yeah. They, 
he cuts down the branch, so now they have to shimmy down a rope from like the roof or something to get out. Take a bus, jump across hoods of cars, and and somehow, yeah. somehow, uh, Lynn Stone is you know Helen Hunt is really acrobatic. She's like shows up upside, upside down, upside down, <laughs> which now yeah. you're like, wait, what? That's some core strength right there. <laughs> yeah, but love that moment though. Oh, it's great. Her head just appears in the yeah. window upside down, and, and you know, and her hair is like. She's upside down, so her hair is like all long below her. Right, gravity's doing its thing. But then when she flips, her hair stays just like mm-hmm. hairspray. Like up. she left the house like that. Yeah. Right. It's like I love your hair. <laughs> um Yeah, the oh my god, the song during the final performance. I wish that you would have pulled it. Oh, I have it. Oh, you have no, it? Don't worry. Oh man. Don't worry. Oh, We're gonna hear it. Technique? Or or orbital bebop. Orbital bebop. Oh god, I, I mean, love it. I've heard it in so many bars. Right? Yeah. It's, yeah. I think I've downloaded it too. I <laughs> I know the words, so I love it. Oh, I mean, if if you're not familiar with it, you you will be shortly. But um, at any rate, um, so they see her on television. Their parents see her on TV, and the dad is just like, "Oh well, fuck that." Well, I'm going down. Yeah. There. And she's the the wife. The mom is like, "No, honey, don't," and just you know. But then, did you notice how they set up that scene? Is when they're when they put it on, it's like, "Oh, it's dance TV. Leave it here." This reminds me of when we used to dance. Yeah, because he would have changed the channel. Yeah, so this almost sets up that like he'd like to dance back when they were like first dating right yeah. there's a dance history and then he left them. it behind so there's a history there yeah and it's not just she randomly dances no there's a history there's it's a- like yeah. it's like almost maybe he wanted to be a professional dancer and <laughs> it just didn't come true and he had to go to military school he went to the army and he's just dead. always been bitter about it and that's why he holds it against his daughter right I, for it's, being a dancer i'm telling you the film is deeper than you'd think I'm, like there are these little hints of of a backstory can we around. talk about the mom though and her like disco like blue eyeshadow and her crazy <laughs> like studio 54 hair yeah like she put some work into that that like her, pinning up that hair yeah, her hair is like in rolls it's great she's got like some systems going on in this hair that i don't even yeah. i can't even explain i mean the hair makes more i feel like a bigger appearance than she does herself yes. which is like seven lines yes. to the movie or something but the mom is the mom's look is insane yeah i have to say um yeah so the dad is fully just like okay fuck it i'm driving oh and this is 1985 so he sees a show on television and they're in the suburbs i presume yeah too and he's like oh there's my daughter on television i'm going to go and snatch her from this television from this studio, television right. production, it, it just awful. <laughs> How does he know? He's got to figure out. Okay, all right. What the fuck is the name of this show? Okay, I, where, where, what studio does this? Is he calling four one one? He has to look up the address to it. Yes. And magically, there is no longer a traffic jam downtown. Oh, he yeah. has to. Like, he has no to get traffic. out his Thomas Guide if there was one in the eighties for Chicago <laughs> yeah. and map his way. From the sub, the, the Chicago suburbs to downtown. To downtown. Yeah. Find them. Find the studio. Find parking. Because we all know, like, no, that's not going to be. Oh, okay. Yeah. Know. It really does make. It just simplifies these yeah. kinds of things a little bit. But he gets there. All I mean, how long is dance TV? An hour. Probably an yeah. hour. Probably yeah. an hour. It's already started. I love though how like um, it's going down the line. The camera's going down the line, and it gets to like. The host, 
and Janie and Jeff are like the last two. So it like stops on them. Right. Like, so they get like the most screen time. They get the most screen time of any of the other couples. Well, they yeah. are the, they are the heroes. Of they're the, the hero. Yeah, there are heroes. And I the guess. little brother's like, Janie's on TV. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> His age is unclear because. It's, it's so unclear. And apparently he can't, he doesn't know how to write he yet. He doesn't know how to but, write. Do you remember that? Yeah. yeah. He, he's like, oh, he takes a message. But he says, like, he didn't write it down or whatever because I don't know how to write. He doesn't know how to write, but he has he a very, like, extensive can, vocabulary. Yes. But, and he can also get into a locked bathroom with a credit card, too. Yeah. <laughs> like, he's not, like, four years old. Like, he has to know how to write. He was kind of giving me the, the brother from Teen Witch vibes. Yeah. That gross brother from that, Teen Witch. That amazing <laughs> gross brother from Teen Witch. Yeah, like, what the gross brother, like... Uh, in a couple years, he would grow up to be that brother. Yeah, for we, sure. We eating, do, eating birthday cake underneath we, Janie's bed. We gotta do Teen Witch. I was gonna say, you, you gotta <laughs> do Teen Witch. You know what's weird about we Teen do. Witch is I feel like that brother has a big gay cult following behind him. Really? I mean, that I all, he does look like a lesbian. Yeah, that I think <laughs> I feel like all drag queens and gay men just love that character. It's an insane performance. That's funny. It's an insane performance. I wouldn't be surprised about the, <laughs> the following at all. We're going to do Teen Witch, and we'll get Robin Lively to do it with us. Oh, oh my God. God. I would love oh, I, I would love to hear that. Uh-oh. Sister of Blake Lively. Mm-hmm. Another. Half, half sister of Blake Lively. She does Is, cameos where she does, where she does top that. That's the truth. That's yeah. cool. And also, you know who the third Lively is? Um, it's uh, Rusty, it from? Rusty from European Rusty from Vacation. European Vacation. Oh, I did yeah. not know that. Yeah, and he's also in. Uh, is it Night of the Creeps? He's in a horror movie. It's one of those uh, like culty horror movies. I think it's Night of the Creeps. He's in one of those. Um, at any rate, okay. So now we're at we're now we're at like the this the, is the big moment, the final showdown. It's amazing. Everything it, about yeah. this scene. It's so good, and I just watched it today, and it just my heart. Yeah. No, we watched it today and it's it's too much. Like there's all we get all the other the other couples that we forgot about, including uh mirror image. We get the big guy, the blonde guy with his like permed partner. Right. Um we get the other couple that look like kind of like a disco theme. Yeah. Oh my god. Here we, we get go. this fucking amazing jam right here. <laughs> oh my god i'll probably listen to this how does on the way this home. not have I mean, like a dirty dancing like cult following behind it with like the time of your life this that song it's, that it's still know. that it's like talked about on like afi list well the thing is i think this song will like he said this song will get play in like a gay club yes and people lose their minds and yeah. it's like that's the legacy of this mm-hmm. of this song it's um, super specific. It is. It is. If you know what it is, you know what it is. And yeah, there's a reference to L.A. in the song. Yeah, too. There, there. Like, this is great because L.A. is you know the center of the universe. Oh my god! I mean, it really is. <laughs> <laughs> so the okay, so all the couples get their little bits. Um, like I said before, mirror image gets like eight seconds. It's so slow, and half of it is like. Just doing the Harpo Marks mirror, mirror gag. They barely dance, and um, Natalie's one is good. Is it is it the first part where she does the crazy swan dive? Yes, they do that pretty early on. Yeah. I think. Yeah, it's the. Is she gonna jump from there? Because okay, well, the moment, thing, the I think thing, that's her first appearance. Is the, yeah, is the, is is the, the dive. swan dive. Yeah, I mean Natalie's obviously put in a lot of work to this too. 
Yeah. Yeah, I mean, she is a good dancer. She's clearly like a multi-talented type of person. I do feel like in Natalie's last audition in this scene, she's just jumping into his arms. Yeah, Most of lots it. of lifts. Yeah, lots of lifts and spins. Yeah, she's there, doing, she's spinning, which there, is hard. But there aren't a lot of like steps. No, you know, no. She's not doing a lot of choreography. Yeah, she's she's spinning. Pirouettes are hard. I get that. You need to be a trained dancer to, to be able to to achieve that. Yeah. But and the dive was cool. The dive was like, fucking cool. You're like, oh my god. <laughs> yeah. And if you know, I know you guys watch Drag Race. Yeah. So it's like. To see, I mean, if we saw that today, oh my God. I would be gagged. And she's so. got a shit-eating grin on her face <laughs> the entire time, which is the She best knows part. she's badass. Yeah. She knows no one else can do this dive yeah. off of concrete onto concrete. Yes, yeah. So it, it's so fabulous. Yeah. Oh, and then there's a part where they, they keep cutting to these judges who we have not, they're not named, they have no lines, we've never seen them before or again. But there is a panel of judges, and there's—I don't think it's during Natalie or the one Jamie female judge. Just, but the yeah. one female judge is just like, woo, just like and living her life, or whatever. <laughs> it's kind of like it's kind of like the judge from Flashdance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's like losing her goddamn mind. Yeah, and and the other judges are just like, eh, like what are you what are you cheering about? And she's all, oh, sorry. Um, <laughs> so then, like Janie and Jeff are up, and they do like their gymnastics, like tumbling run. And and their bit is fully, like, five minutes long when everybody else got, like, 25 to 35 <laughs> seconds. Um, but, again, they're the heroes, so we have to see more of them. Um, and it's a fucking tie, and we have to go into tiebreaker mode. Yeah. I also have questions about tiebreaker. Because... Yeah. We, was this planned? So I, spontaneous? It has to be spontaneous. Like, yeah. they must have told them... You know, come up with some stuff just in case of a tie, but not yeah. a full routine because it looks with the look on their faces when they're doing their moves in the tiebreaker. There's like this sense of improvisation. Yes, for so, sure. So, so yeah, they must have known like the tie could happen, but yeah. don't plan on it. Yeah. But I don't know. But if so, like have something ready just in case. Yeah, because they they very like graciously the two couples take turns like we're gonna dance for a few seconds and you guys are gonna yes, dance for a few seconds that, and they back and forth mm-hmm. that's also what I noticed I was like okay they, they know very, how much this is very mass Singer <laughs> like when on the mass Singer when they like their final showdown their final showdown <laughs> yeah if you're not watching yeah. the mass Singer Oh my god! We're get behind. On board. We need to catch up. Get get on board. We have to catch up, but yep. it is amazing. But they've been they've been you know building you up to Janie and Jeff's final gymnastics yes. moves. Yes, like they, throughout the whole movie. Oh god, because uh, Natalie does the, her like big like finish move oh. is this fucking drop. It's so cool. It is so insane. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's like a drop roll. Like, like I'm gonna spin, roll you yeah. down my body. Yeah. Or she, something. Like he's first of all, he's doing a lift with one arm. Yeah. One, he's doing a one handed lift. This woman in the air. And her leg she's like doing the splits in the air and she fucking rolls oh my like, god. She rolls down him. It's 
in, to land on the ground. It's insane. Yeah, it's, so it is yeah. an impressive final move. It's and that's impressive. where they wrap their arm. Yes. Like, she puts her arm behind him like, look how awesome yeah. we are. And Take like, that. Stomp off stage. Yeah, like, mm. F you. Oh, my God. I love but it. But then you know what happens. Oh, my God. Let's do it. Oh, <laughs> oh it's so yeah. exciting. I. Oh, my God. That's such an exciting moment. It, it, it really is. And, I mean... All, like, let's be real. All they do is like a gymnastics tumbling run. They do, yeah. <laughs> they do like a, a front, like they go forward, and then they do it more awesome back. But but just before that, they you know there are these little sequences that are pumping up to the final move. Yeah, yeah. So it's yeah. basically basically it's like the idea is like you get one final awesome move. Yeah, and they take their moment. Yeah, is it dancing? Maybe. Sure. <laughs> is it? It's impressive. It is. I mean, it's not. You know, it's not spinning around on your back on the ground like Jennifer Beals in Flashdance. True. Or her double, I should say. Right. But her it, male. You know, break dancing double. But I think that's why it's edgy because it's like you know we're dancers, but we've got gymnastics involved. Yes. Yeah. So we're they're, really... they're pulling in skills from other yeah. like disciplines. Because is jumping off of heights into someone's <laughs> arms really dancing yeah, either? I mean, that's like risk taking. True. But... Yeah. <laughs> Death defying. It's like jackass. Yeah. Or something. <laughs> yeah. So they so they end up winning. Yeah. I mean, was there any doubt? I mean, <laughs> for a moment. Yeah. Yeah. True. The judges could have been paid off. But, but you know, but Natalie learns that cheaters never win. Yes. Her dad finally like stands up to his daughter. Yeah. He tells her to shut up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or stuff it or something. What does he say? It, yeah. Like, why don't you shut up? Yeah. And it really feels like, you know. It, it's it's yes you you told her but why why did you it, it's confusing as to why he came to that Does, I guess he feels like he put so much into her winning right. the contest this is a very so compli- got a, this yeah. is a very complicated relationship it, yeah. it really is I mean he's been enabling her her entire life he created this monster that yeah. she is you know yeah. so he has nobody to blame but himself and possibly her absentee mother right does she have like a pill popping mother that's like Nowhere to be seen, or is she dead also? That's prob- probably dead. Because, mm, I yeah. mean, Natalie is a, a sociopathic stalker, yeah. we've determined. She would have, I feel like even if she did have, like, a pill popper, like a boozer mother, <laughs> she would have been at the at the debutante ball, and she wasn't there. She was not yeah. there. Or they just didn't show no. her, but, but so, mom's out of the picture. So there's an end revealing of the new Ricky. Oh, my God. Because oh it God. sets up that Ricky quits. And Ricky is like the... What exactly does Ricky do? She's the news. The news. She's the, and, yeah. and yeah, let's the news. remember, too, that Ricky, considering she's, like, a big part of DTV and yeah. does the news, they give her, like, 20 seconds of news. Yeah, and she always has, like, a – and she has, like, a gimmick. Like, she's introduced being carried uh, by all of these – Beefcakes. Beefcakes and right. Speedos. She's being carried by the, the uh, RuPaul's pit crew. Yeah. <laughs> but they're, for the 80s. they're like American gladiators. They're yeah. huge. But yeah, like some gimmick to introduce her to bring her in on, on some kind of you know yeah. float or horses or something. You know? yeah, yeah. And then, but she only has like 20 seconds of news. So weird. And she's mainly serving looks and attitude. I yes, mean, that, yeah. if she gets a good paycheck. Yeah. Like, I don't, why not? I ain't complaining <laughs> about it. I ain't complaining. And but she is apparently because she Lynn, was just like, I'm out. Lynn is like yeah. obsessed with Ricky. It's yeah. her favorite part of the show. And and Ricky, you know, just she quits just before the the airing of the contest at the yeah. end of the movie. And she quits. Who doesn't fucking come out but Lynn <laughs> as the new Ricky? Yes. <laughs> and you are rewarded yeah. as a as as an audience member 
by seeing that Lynn, the good friend, gets something she, yes. good to happen to her, too. Yes. So they both She's included do. as well. And yeah. she gets to live out her dream. Yeah, they both belong on DTV. I mean, I think Lynn got the better deal. Same. She gets... She- Oh yeah, she does. She gets to wear the fashion. Yeah. She elevates DTV to art and doesn't have to do any of the dancing. Yeah, because you'd think that Ricky would be like, you know, queen dancer. Yeah, I would. I mean, I would think she probably gets paid as much as everybody else. I, you know, maybe in the universe of the movie, she, they're not going to pay her as much because she's like a kid. So, and maybe like Ricky has other. Th- gigs that she does do you think that she makes like mall appearances <laughs> the dancers did they yeah. saw him at the mall the dancers did yeah. well, and, and ricky is like a like ricky can't be the name of the woman who is ricky at first right because it's the new ricky it's or like vampira or, yeah or can she be does he call her the new ricky yeah he says a, a, a new ricky a new ricky yeah yeah he does he says so yeah you have so i don't know it's if a that's character. a yeah, you're playing the character of Ricky, or maybe not, and maybe they just haven't done the work to yeah. say, like, the new Ricky, whose yeah. name is... Yeah, he just said it. Because, you guys, this is, like, super last minute. Because <laughs> yeah. I take it that, like, she was walking down the hallway trying to find her way into the studio, and... Well, Ira was just like, where's Ricky? Like, we gotta get her on. I think on. it was... And she it was just the, walked by. It was the woman with the clipboard, and she yeah. was just frank yeah. and like, well, what are we gonna do? But it's yeah. not out of character for Helen Hunt's character. Yes. Because to the be whole like, movie, she's, like, pushing her agenda forward. Yes. She gets uh, Janie to audition, both of them to audition. Yeah. She gets revenge. She she gets Janie to the dance contest at the end of the movie. Yeah. So Helen Hunt's character gets what she wants. Yeah, for sure. And now she's on DTV. She's getting shit done, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, this, this whole story wouldn't have happened if it wasn't for Lynn Stone. It's really true. It's about mm-hmm. friendship. Yeah. That's why Helen Hunt as Lynn Stone in the credits. Mm-hmm. I'm glad that she doesn't have to settle for Jonathan Silverman in the end. Right. Which yeah. could have happened. Yeah. yeah. They true. could have done that. Yeah. But totally Jonathan, he gets nothing. He doesn't really get anything out of it. He, I mean, his best friend ends up on DVD. Yeah. I mean, he's just a clinger on but her. But he, yeah, he's trying to sell. That's why I said he's like very Eddie Haskell because he's right. tr- trying to capitalize on other people's talent or or opportunities. The whole movie, he's mm-hmm. trying to sell T-shirts for DTV. The whole movie, which is totally illegal. Yes, and so, yeah. um, so he doesn't really get anything out of it. But Helen Hunt does, and rightfully so because she like i said i think it's about friendship and yeah. you want both of those characters because i was really sad when her audition gets ruined earlier yeah. in the movie so it was such a pleasing moment to see that she gets to be on dtv yeah for and sure. lynn would have wanted the rookie role yeah over being yeah. a dancer too true yeah because her whole thing she even said it like she's, i'm i'm, I'm a right. pretty good dancer <laughs> but what i don't make up for or yeah she's like i got style so. <laughs> yeah i um, love the scene though where natalie's paying off the guy and she's, she's like, like one, one <laughs> two <laughs> three well remember earlier when handing all of those bills out to him she 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 is money because remember yeah. earlier when she, when natalie first stumbles on jeff and janie auditioning she's like any of you you guys have change for a 50 oh yeah <laughs> sarah jessica parker's like oh gosh i don't have anything under a 20 yeah. no wait Change for a 20. 20. I've got to reverse, I reverse yes. it. So do you guys have anything? Uh, you guys have change for a 20? And That line delivery is very Carrie Bradshaw, too. Yeah. I don't have anything under a 50. Right. Yeah, but that's something like straight up that Carrie would have said on Sex in the City if she was trying like to burn someone. Like flippantly like that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. True. Yeah. But I mean, the movie has morals behind it. It does. Um, which at the end you see, like cheating and rigging, that's not going to make you no. win. 
and you know going for what you really want even when your dad tells you not to you got to follow your dreams you're absolutely right you have to follow your heart and it had it really had a profound effect on me as a kid because you know, I didn't even know what being gay was yeah. or anything about that when I first saw the movie, which kind of plays into my whole thoughts on my my sexual orientation in general. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't have to kiss a man or or physically have some kind of interaction with another man um, to be gay. Right. Or, 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 or in your gay identity isn't just based in your sexual the sexual aspect of it. Right. There's this whole other thing because I hadn't even hit puberty when I saw this film. Um, but it's this movie, though, that yeah, I, I identify with because throughout the film, Sarah Jessica Parker has these forces working against her of kind of and I know and I know it's like a, a light movie, but these forces of oppression, like yeah, she's true. being oppressed by her family mm-hmm. and she's being oppressed through her education, you know, Catholic school, military family. And she's just young and not really hip. Yeah. She doesn't mm-hmm. fit in, really. And so her only friend is becomes Lynn. And, um, so I identify with that whole struggle, having like a secret that no one else really identifies with and and putting your energy into it and ultimately getting the character of Lynn is like when you're young and gay and you meet someone that's a little more out. Yeah. It makes you a little more comfortable that you can be yourself. Yeah. Be yourself. Yeah. Absolutely. I just thought of that that right now, (laughs) but but you're right. And that's totally, totally part of it. Like she encourages her to be her true self. Cause you know, in the beginning of the movie when Janie is saying, I love to dance, like they're kind of making fun of it. I yeah. love to dance. But Lynn saw who she really was in that moment. Yeah. And then encourages it the whole movie. For sure. She's like such a positive force the whole movie. Like definitely the kind of friend that your little gay boy self wishes you could meet. Yeah. You know, someone stylish and brave and who pushes you to do what you wouldn't really do normally. So... I love it. No, you're absolutely right. It's such I mean, a fantastic movie. Before you, as we do the wrap up, can you play the fake Pointer Fister get to song? Chicago, because that's where they make dance TV. Is, is this it? Yeah. Live from this song, this song's a shit right here. <laughs> I wish this was on iTunes because I would add it to my workout list. Is it not? Oh no! I mean, we can't even figure out who what it is because like Shazam won't work on this song. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I've always identified with the weird Lynn Stone character. Mm-hmm. Her, like, boy's lunchbox for a purse. Just like, <laughs> yeah, did you, wacky yeah, did you clock that? Her purse is a Masters of the Universe lunchbox. I don't think I saw that. That Pete totally has. I mean, it, wow. it could also have just been her lunchbox. But <laughs> I think it's her purse. I think it's her purse. Yeah. This was really fun. Was, oh my gosh! This was really fun. <laughs> thank you. I, I really love this movie. Me too. Yeah. I it's had one of those so things that I kind of forget thank how you. much thank I you like. For coming on. I like it, and then I'll rewatch it and be like, "Yeah, this movie's the shit." Oh, it so is. And it, yeah. like I mentioned, I feel like other '80s movies sort of overshadow it, which is unfortunate. They really do. I don't. I, maybe because. Maybe because, you know, Flashdance was so much more sexualized. And more adult, yes. too. And more adult. Yeah. And this is a little bit more for kids. Yeah, for they're, sure. They're, same with Dirty Dancing. Same with Dirty Dancing. And and Footloose, this is a little more in the realm of Footloose, but, it you know, Kevin Bacon was, I think, a star by the time he did yes. Footloose. Yeah, for sure. And this didn't really have any big stars in it. Sarah Jessica Parker is also in Footloose. She is. We all forgot oh about that. Jesus. She's one of oh the... She's just a... <gasps> Yeah, one of the 
She's one of the kids. Yeah. yeah. And I, I remember thinking that last time I watched Footloose. I can't believe we didn't put that together. So yeah. Just None of us. Did. She, she's fully brown hair. Yeah. I mean, her is brown in this. But, but girls just want to have fun. It's yeah. totally underrated. Yeah, for sure. Um, it's it's you know I'm sad that Cindy Lauper's original song isn't in it, but it kind of is like one of the funny things about it. But it, it. makes yeah. it a little more special that it's yeah. not. It does sort of. Yeah. 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 For sure. Wow, that, that's all I got out of that song. We'll start it over again. It'll <laughs> <laughs> play us out. Yeah, play the whole song again. It's excellent. I mean, I just, I just might. But um, yeah, man, thank you for coming on the show. This thank was so much. much fun. Thank you for having me. I had such a good time talking with you guys. I, I love the podcast. I really can't wait to listen to more episodes. And just like these movies that you guys are choosing are so much fun. <laughs> and and we so like fantastic. to do movies that aren't quite on the nose, too. Yeah. Like we're not just doing like coming out stories. We right. like to be a little more out of the box, yeah. which yeah. makes I, it fun. I think that's interesting because you don't, you never know until you talk to another gay person what movie made them gay. Yeah, and this for one sure. made me gay. Oh my god, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, and not just Jeff Mullane shirtless. Not just that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's part of it. It's but, part of it. It's a, it's a big it's part, part of it. it. Yeah, but there's that whole aspect of just going for what you want, being true to yourself. Yeah. That all us little closeted gay boys identify with for sure for sure well um uh, where can our listeners find you Uh, what do you have to talk about um i'll just say you know i've got this podcast called uh, captain podcast which is all about the environment and captain planet um we watch an episode of captain planet and the planeteers each week and then we talk about the environmental issues within the episode you know we're on a bit of a hiatus which i feel like is the death of podcasts (laughs) um but we're still out there captainpodcast.org and um i've got another podcast i'm working on coming up um which i can't say as much about um but it's going to be a true crime podcast because no one does that. <laughs> I'm, except like, yeah, except like a million other people have true crime podcasts. Um, and then, you know, if you want to follow me on Twitter, it's at uh, Jacob got away. And that's it. Awesome. I don't think we follow you on Twitter yet. We're gonna what? Maybe we're it's gonna, for the best. We're going to change this. <laughs> my, my Twitter's a little bit more political. Uh, <laughs> so it may be for the best. That's okay. We need people to be political right now. Um, this bridge and this song is out of control. I know, I love it. It's too much. Okay. Um, well, listeners, go out and uh, listen to Captain Podcast. And while you're at it, while you're on iTunes, we would love it if you would uh, rate and review our lovely show on iTunes. Um, you can also, while you're there, you should... Give us five stars. Give us five stars. Please. Smash all five of them. Um, just because, just do it. Don't worry about why. Um, also find us on Facebook and Instagram at movies that made us gay. And you can also find us on Twitter at MTMUG pod. That's movies that made us gay pod. MTMUG pod, uh, on Twitter. Um, we're most, mostly active on Instagram. Send us any suggestions that you have for new movies. Um, we've got a lot of great stuff coming down the pipe in November and for the rest of the year. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.